0: Welcome to Legend Lore.
1: I'm Lauren, your friendly neighborhood wildlife biologist.
0: And I'm Jess, game designer and frequent contributor to the Pathfinder and Starfinder RPGs.
1: Today, we're getting grass stains on their boots, because we're going deep in the weeds on leshies.
0: That's right. Before we get started, though, I'm just going to remind everybody that Legend Lore is headcanons only. We're going to dive into some Pathfinder 2 rules and lore, but... Nothing we say here are official answers or official rulings on anything we talk about.
1: I wasn't always a Pathfinder player. I think I came into Pathfinder, like, the the, the last, like, maybe four years of Pathfinder. Actually, I guess that was, I, I guess First Edition was around for a long time, so maybe that was I don't know. Leshies were kind of new to me when I started seeing them in, in Pathfinder society. And my first experience seeing one was, like, this guy who thought it would be funny if his character was a potted plant and acted like an idiot all the time. And interesting, kinda interesting. Yeah. yeah, it kind of wasn't, you know, I was kind of like, okay, I guess leshies are goofy and stupid.
0: Uh, no one I know has ever particularly taken to leshies. Uh It's only recently that anyone I know has like played one in a game that I've been in but no one among like my groups ever played a leshy during pf1 and part of that might be because we didn't really play pf1 games in golerian all of the time we often just mm-hmm. like i ran a planescape game one of my friends ran a game in like a setting that she created and so for the things that are like golerian specific we maybe didn't engage with it as much as players playing in golerian might have
1: Well, one of the players in your circle now is playing a leshy then, right? Yeah,
0: I'm running Strength of Thousands. Well, what's what's their character? Oh, uh, they are a cactus leshy who uh, sees, like, spirits and talks to them and has uh, many friends that are the spirits.
1: Oh, that's cute. Something about the forest spirit that are leshies, you know, all leshies. We're going to get into this soon. Four Spirits of mm-hmm. Leshies. Something about them being in tune with, like, other spirits is really mm-hmm. appealing to me. One of the one of the Leshies I was looking at for, you know, later in this episode, I was thinking, hmm, what about a, a Leshy that has ghosts around? Well, yeah, not I too many that. spoilers. Not too many spoilers. Uh, but what's... I, I think it's interesting that this actually kind of has some ties to, like, real-world mythology about Leshies, right?
0: Some. Like... Like, there is a, like, a nature god in Slavic mythology who is called the Leshi, which I have to assume is where the name Leshi came from. And the Leshi is like a forest guardian spirit who, like, rules over and guards the forest. And he also shares a lot of elements in common with, like, fey myths. And so, like, the the kind of the way that a fey might uh, abduct children and stuff like that or uh, curse people, and and so on and so forth. Um, Or take people in to live among the forest spirits instead of living among the humans, right? Those are all kind of things that the, the Leshi like that's the space that that god occupies.
1: I think I first learned about this figure from Slavic mythology in American Gods. Did you
0: watch that show? I watched only the first season. There were some, like, changes to how the show was being, like, produced. And so I just stopped watching.
1: I think it was the first season. There was, like, that chain-smoking Slavic guy with an axe. And he's always, like, threatening to kill people or something. Yeah, that was really Mm -hmm. cool. And that was always... I I just thought that character was so intriguing. And then then there was another character based off that in inscription yeah. the spookiest roguelike deck builder there's ever been it, he's such a cool character and i love i love like all the rich history that 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 that, that figure from mythology has and mm-hmm. it's so weird how that's inspired these adorable like player characters and familiars that we know and love as the leshy of pathfinder
0: yeah i would say the the, the leshy and pathfinder leshies um i can see how the name inspiration came in, but like a lot of things in role-playing games that share a name with something from like folklore or mythology, often it's really only the name and like the most basic aspects of the, the concept that are shared in common. Because often like the RPG versions just kind of go off in their own direction or you already have like a, a an idea for like a, a, an ancestry of plant people and you're just like, hmm, what can I name these? Oh, the Leshy, that's a neat name.
1: Mm-hmm. Now you've got a note in here that really has me intrigued mm-hmm. and reminds me that I am in fact very dumb. Because I've been looking this over the whole time and mm-hmm. in my head I'm I'm reading this note as the Green Knight. Over and over. I know about the Green Knight. I know about that Arthurian legend. I saw the weird movie. And I was like, yeah, I can kind of see, you know, that. That's not what you wrote. You didn't write the Green Knight. You wrote the Green
0: Man. Right. And I have no
1: idea what this is. I have no idea.
0: Oh, yeah. So uh, there is like an art motif that is found in a lot of the architecture of like Christian churches in Europe that are the foliate heads often called uh, the Green Man. And what the green man symbolizes is like rebirth or sometimes representing gods of nature or gods of agriculture. And so what a foliate head is, it is a face that is surrounded by leaves and foliage, sometimes bearing fruit or flowers. And the face might be peering out from behind the leaves. It might be a face wearing a leaf mask. Uh, It might be a face completely covered in leaves or a face that is sprouting leaves out of it. Uh, and so this is, like, an idea, a motif that appears a lot in architecture. You can look up, like, if you do a Google search for, like, Green Man, you will find um, churches that I, have, like, these foliate heads in the architecture. I Kind did. of like a gargoyle. Yeah, not, I did not look it up, and I do same, see them. Yeah, not perched in the same way as a gargoyle. Like, where you would have a gargoyle, like, above a roof, a foliate head would be, like, beneath the roof more so.
1: Most of them are terrifying to Mm -hmm, mm behold these are these are unnerving and i'm kind of glad i've never encountered one because it would surely have cursed me
0: they're really cool um and so the the green man is also a card in some like fairy themed tarot decks like if you were going to go into like the the brian froud tarot decks he has like a card that is the green man That represents kind of a a nature overgrowing, overtaking civilization or like the power of nature to like consume. And like the the fertility of something that just like endlessly continues growing, right?
1: And so that kind of leshy, we don't really see that in Pathfinder as the leshy. But I do think that we have, yeah, you know what I'm talking about.
0: The The Gorin, Right. No, no, there is a creature in Pathfinder called the Green Man. Like, green men oh, well, are that creatures in Pathfinder. And if you go into the bestiary entry for the Green Man creature, it has a sidebar about how green men are like leshy gods. And the oh, green goodness. men, in fact, I believe, created the first leshies. I believe that's something that we're going to get into a little bit later in the episode.
1: I see. I see. Yeah, this is so neat. And here I was thinking the Gorans were kind of our stand-in for the classic, but no, the classic is just here. It doesn't need a Mm stand-in. Pathfinder surely has everything in it. (laughs) And now this kind of depiction of a Leshy, or this kind of forest spirit depiction where it's more humanoid, this isn't really what we see in the Pathfinder Leshy. But that's Mm -hmm. not to say that what we have in the Pathfinder Leshy is necessarily Unique to Pathfinder. We actually have, you know, this kind of forest spirit plant creature all throughout pop culture. Like, the first one Mm -hmm. that comes to my head are, like, the cactars from Final Fantasy. You remember those guys with the funny little stance?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think they do, like,
1: yeah, I think they always do, like, 999 or 9,099. I don't know, some some kind of crazy damage. And then I was also thinking, do you think that the mandrakes from Harry Potter are Leshies? Does that count?
0: I don't know if I would say like the mandrakes from any one specific property, since the mandrake is kind of just like a thing that exists, right? Like it's not a thing that was yeah. created for that book series or by that author. It was. Well, just... that's true.
1: That's true. I guess I mean that depiction. I'm not really right. sure with all the other depictions of mandrakes. Pretty. pretty I know much. the the 40k mandrake is quite different.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that was that was a pretty standard mandrake.
1: I wonder is that a leshy or is that just a weird root the <laughs> mandrake
0: I don't know that I necessarily imagine mandrakes as being people
1: Oh you know later we're going to get into it the mandrake can't be a leshy and we will talk about why
0: Mhm
1: What about the koroks from Zelda right like the little guys who are like
0: man can you help us we need something here's a seed
1: those mm-hmm. got to be leshies
0: there's also the forest spirits in uh princess mononoke the the ones that just kind of like they're kind of like little little ghosty guys that just hang out in the trees and they like tilt their heads to the side right like they're not yeah, that's leshies inhabiting a like plant body in the same way but that I picture the forest spirits in Princess Mononoke to be, like, the kind of forest spirit that you would do the ritual to have that forest spirit come and inhabit a leshy body.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like pretty much any little, you know, plant thing, right? That some druid, like, you know, works and prepares Mm -hmm. for a forest spirit, and then... And then, you know, gets a forest spirit in it and it comes to life in in some way. I feel like in Pathfinder, that's probably a leshy if it's small or tiny.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, You do it with
1: something big, that's not a leshy anymore. That's something else.
0: Yeah, so what a leshy is in Pathfinder in, like, the Galarian lore for the leshy. Leshys are immortal spirits of nature who choose to inhabit a physical plant body. A leshy is created when a druid creates a vessel for them to inhabit and then the nature spirit chooses that vessel as like a temporary home. So the leshi's spirit and their body are separate in that way where it's more like they are a spirit that is animating this like assemblage of plants versus the, the plants actually being the leshi per se.
1: And that's why I'm saying that the mandrakes kind of can't be leshi's, mm-hmm. right? Cause they're just grown. This is just yeah. a root that screams.
0: Yeah exactly so some leshies have stronger spirits than others and this is why there are both uh leshies that is like an ancestry to be a full player character and then other leshies that are just familiars so weaker nature spirits are only powerful enough to animate and control a like tiny body and so those are the ones that become leshy familiars to their druid creators because they are A weaker spirit, they can't control a larger body and maybe they rely on the druid who created them a little bit more versus a more powerful spirit who is strong enough to both control a larger body but also just be wholly independent and self-sufficient.
1: This gave me a thought. I'm sitting here thinking like, why are some leshy spirits stronger than other spirits and thus unable to gain the same kind of... Independence, and I just had an idea about it. What if it's because the familiars are the babies? What if those are like the kiddo, like mm-hmm. lessies, you know? And when they grow up, maybe they can become PCs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is absolutely a direction that you could go, and I think that's a really interesting way to do like callbacks to a previous character in like campaigns. So like, if you played a druid oh, with yeah. a lessy familiar and then in your next campaign you played a leshy who is like that leshy familiar inhabiting a new body because they served as this druids familiar while this druid was gaining power and they gained power and experience and now they have enough like spiritual strength to control a larger body and like go out on their own
1: i love that too i was thinking of this like chronologically they've lived (laughs) long enough they but i think that's even better maybe like you know they've accumulated all you know enough primal energy right mm-hmm. or enough like attunement with the primal energy that they've grown and i love that i think that's yeah. a great way to do it
0: and so the the reason that you could have like the same leshy spirit appear across like multiple campaigns is because uh are at least theoretically like they're they're immortal Aleshi's spirit can experience many lives, and when their vessel eventually fails, their spirit just returns to the natural world, and then their old vessel explodes in a verdant burst that nourishes life and feeds nature around them. So when Aleshi, like, quote, dies, and quote, their body, like, decomposes into nature, but their spirit is just Still out there. Like, a Leshy doesn't go to the River of Souls. They just return to the natural world of Galarian.
1: If they, like, yeah, if they, like, leave their little turnip body in a log, maybe just they stick around the log mm-hmm. until they find somewhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And then th- this kind of, this almost gives them, like, a Fae like quality, right? Yeah. Where they're immortal, so, and you can kill the body, but you can't actually kill the Leshy, so. I imagine they kind of have like a different understanding of a different perspective of life and death you know?
0: Yeah absolutely because I mean their vessels don't age and most leshies I mean first of all they don't have the same kind of obsession with like living forever that mortals might often have and a leshy also like why would you want to like prolong things out in, like, a single body. Why would you necessarily want to extend the lifespan of a single body? If this body is, like, falling apart, like, you can just get a new one.
1: Aren't you tired of being a pumpkin? Don't you want to be a coconut? hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Or an assemblage of coconuts, excuse me.
0: Yeah, and so as Leshies age, because they don't have, like, the same relationship with aging and growing old that a mortal does often what will happen with an older leshy is that instead of seeking out experiences necessarily, they'll start to spend more of their time just kind of in reflection and meditation. And then as soon as that leshy is satisfied with the experiences of their current incarnation, they might just leave that vessel. Like they're not necessarily going to stay in the vessel until it fails. They might reach a point where they're just kind of done with it. And then They will rejoin all of the other nature spirits and all of the knowledge and experience that they absorbed during that life with that vessel is absorbed into their spirit. And then they can begin that cycle again with a new vessel.
1: I feel like maybe it's just me, but I had canon that... A druid creates most leshies. But, Mm. you know, maybe every now and then it just happens, you know? Maybe it's a spontaneous genesis.
0: Yeah, so the first leshies were created by the green men. And so the green men are also called, like, the leshy kings. And they're, like, very powerful guardians of nature. Like, in Pathfinder 2, the green men, I think... Yeah, they're level 24, they are like oh, very powerful spirits uh, because they, they are worshipped like gods, right? And so in they're the not same... just
1: green men. They're mm-hmm. the green men.
0: Oh, yeah. And so the first leshies were created by the green men. And then the green men and the leshies worked together to guard the forests and guard their homes. And then there are, like I said, some leshies that still respect and revere the green men enough to worship them. And a leshy cleric can gain spells from the green men. And I kind
1: of liked how most, I like how leshies kind of don't necessarily automatically pick up the culture of the mortals around Mm -hmm. them. You know, kind of more reinforcing this fae-like nature of them. Instead,
0: they kind of like, they have their own
1: little leshy cultures, right?
0: Yeah. And like, while, while the uh, the heritages of the leshies in Pathfinder depend on like the the plant body that you are occupying, like you could be a cactus leshy because you have a cactus body or a vine leshy because you have like a leafy vine body, uh, leshy cultural groups have no relation to their physical body or their origin yeah. or their familial bonds. They have more to do with uh, what that spirit's affinity is for. Because a leshy can inhabit multiple bodies, right? And so the leshy's spirit doesn't have, like, a particular connection to, like, it just happens to have a flower body this time.
1: This kind of reminds me of, like, the Jungian archetypes, but for mm. leshies, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't have cultures. They have leshian archetypes. That's kind yeah. of what this is.
0: So one of the archetypes we have the guardians of the green and these are like your traditionalist conservative leshies they maintain their original role as they were created by the green men as protectors of the natural world and so because of this strong connection that they maintain with the green men and the reason the green men created them it's common for many guardians of the green to worship the green men Mm-hmm.
1: these reflective leshies they value honesty introspection they're meditative and they revel and embrace in change around them i really I feel it. like these leshies i don't know some of these others are like this this she's definitely the one that adventures but this is mm-hmm. a strong contender for the leshy that adventures
0: yeah there's a lot of directions that you can take the like core personality concept of uh embracing change reveling in change looking mm-hmm. forward to change being a force of change like change for change's sake yeah ritualist leshies often collect objects that are significant to their current life they can be superstitious about the hidden power of objects around them and so ritualist leshies are the leshies who are going to be most likely to see or communicate with the spirits that inhabit like a just a, a rock or or what have you just objects and and seeing the connections between different objects and objects and their owners there are some leshy uh ancestry feats like leshy superstition and those definitely tie in with the idea of being a ritualist leshy
1: that one that is such a cute that is such a cute description for that one i love how mm-hmm. they like you know form friends with like little rock spirits or something yeah. and this ritualist leshy there is no way that 90% of them are not Thaumaturges. There's
0: no <laughs> way. Oh, that's no so way. good. That's so good.
1: The Sunbeam Leshydens, they're known for their cheery disposition, and they use diplomacy or trickery, manipulation, and all kinds of other other, other things that aren't a sword and board or spell or, or bloodshed to avoid conflict to build alliances and to secure other kinds of advantages that they might want.
0: I love that they're described as having, like, a cheerful disposition and using diplomacy, but also manipulation. Yeah, yeah, it kind of throws you for a loop. Yeah. I'm the Sunbeam
1: Leshy. I just love everyone, and I want to give them hugs as my knife wraps around their back. You know, it's, it's just an interesting,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, isn't he? Mm-hmm. The Thornspark Leshies are quick-thinking and hot-headed, and these are leshies who might often, like, spring into action quickly to defend their allies. Uh, again, calling back to the original role of the leshies as protectors of the natural world. But the Thornspark smart leshies might also be, like, the protectors and defenders of their friends and their allies.
1: That's almost, like, written to be swashbuckler leshies.
0: Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then we've got Wander Soul Leshies. This is the other one. I was mm-hmm. hesitant to say reflectives are the adventurers mm-hmm. because Wander Soul Leshies seek out new experiences. They travel, they explore, and they tell stories from their times in the world.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's
1: also pretty strongly adventure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think all of them obviously work for a, a character concept, all of them could be adventurers, but I agree. That uh, Wander Soul Dashies definitely really lend themselves to a character who wants to experience as much as they can during this lifetime that they have, and the motivation of just having experiences really makes it so that uh, this kind of character would just dive into any adventure just for the adventure's sake.
1: I'm imagining a scene in like a fantasy Pixar movie where like the camera's looking at the bar table and you see like muddy like swords being slammed on on the counter and and, you know then like a big man sits down and he's like over and over and over again and then at the end like a little leaf like sets like a little sword on the counter and all the and the other's like a whiskey 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 this one's like a water i don't know where that came from (laughs) that's what that's what that's what hit my mind that's a hit my mind. One thing I really like about the Leshies is that, like, the mortal characters, right? If you want to be an Asimar, if you want to be a tiefling, you better hope you're born with the right blood in you. That's not necessarily how it works for Leshies, right? Like, if they're kind of around enough of this energy, it might infuse them. It might become a part of them.
0: That can happen for mortal characters as well. It is possible that's to true. Yeah. become like a, a plain touched character just from exposure to like a particularly novel planar phenomena. But yeah, that is mm-hmm. the. Because people are always curious like, how do Leshy versatile heritages even work? What is a Leshy Azimar? What is a Leshy Dampier? Right? And so Leshy's gain versatile heritages when they are transformed by the influence of planes or energy sources uh for example becoming an asmar after being continually exposed to an artifact from the upper planes
1: yeah yeah that's really cool that's really cool
0: i like this and it makes me
1: want to play a leshy character in some type of chaotic like plane traveling game where mm-hmm. you like you keep getting thrown into different you know versatile heritages that'd be so that'd be neat It'd have to be a plant that goes with everything you'd have to be like a rice leshy
0: or like a
1: noodle or like a noodle leshy you know oh a
0: noodle leshy would be very <laughs> cute um yeah that'd be good. Jason Keeley wrote a uh like an edamame leshy for Pathfinder Infinite
1: amazing amazing yeah.
0: so because leshies don't have like families and they're not born to like leshy parents in the same way that a mortal has a family uh, the idea of like a, a leshy village is a little bit different because every leshy is like created in a ritual by a druid. But leshies do sometimes gather together with other leshies. And so they can band together in nomadic groups or even long-term villages near areas of primal significance. Uh, often these groups include a druid who knows the ritual needed to create leshies, allowing the grope to either grow new leshies or call back lost members into new bodies Uh, when governing themselves leshies usually defer to expertise and wisdom rather than classifications like wealth or social status
1: oh my god jess it just hit me i know how leshies happen now this is like in biochemistry druids are Enzymes and they speed up the rate of a reaction. So it's not that druids. It's not that the enzyme makes the reaction happen. It it speeds it up. It lowers the activation energy so the reaction can go faster. That's what druids do. Leshies probably would you know spontaneously like come into existence, but it's <laughs> super slow. You know like one every hundred years. Maybe you'll get a leshy, but a druid's like nah fam. Let me let me catalyze this leshy genesis that i got it. that's it yeah Luis, i hope you're listening this is canon now <laughs> right
0: i mean to me that is what is implied by the lore right so like we have the first leshies being created by the green men and then we have leshies uh maybe finishing with a vessel leaving it and then like they're ready to begin anew and enter a new body, but like you can't just be waiting around forever for a druid to be, you know, like uh, uh, cast in the the ritual for you. Like a leshy probably can enter a body of its own volition, or I feel a druid could do the ritual to offer up the the vessel that they've created to any nature spirit that wants to take it.
1: I feel like the druid is is a lighthouse in the dark maybe they do this ritual and it like makes it easy for Mm -hmm. the leshy that's already out there to just come on in you know it's an open door here's where it is come on in
0: yeah so as far as examples of like leshy settlements or like groups of leshies in canon there is one that i wrote and that is the brattle bunch who are a leshy street gang on the streets of the ivy district in absalom Which book did you put this in, Jess? In the Absalom book. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, because the Ivy District, you know, it's like, it's called the Ivy District because there's ivy covering all of the buildings, right? And... What if if that's,
1: like, a community?
0: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's so cool. Well, Aleshi can, like, talk to plants of its same type, right? Or can hide among plants of its same type right like if you're a vine leshy that looks like a bunch of ivy you can just like climb into a bunch of ivy on a building and just like hang out there and you're like you're incognito right
1: wait a minute hold on now hold on now this question has to get answered leshies can talk to other plants right Mm -hmm. but plants without a nature spirit are not Mm leshies implying there's not a nature spirit in a plant but they can still talk to it
0: I mean, like, speak with plant has, like, always been a druid spell, right? I think there is kind of, like, a a little nature spirit in all bits of nature, and that's what, like, your superstitious leshy is talking to in a rock. But the kind of nature spirit that a leshy is is a specific thing, whereas, like, the little bit of primal energy that is in all of nature is a a separate thing from what a leshy is.
1: Well, but then, like, where does the the, the little spirit, where does that go when the leshy comes in? Or even worse, like, if if a Leshy's body is like a conglomeration of all these different, like, plant matters or whatnot, that's a lot of little nature spirits.
0: Where do they go? Are they okay? Did somebody hurt them? I think they're probably fine.
1: Maybe they're just hanging around, you know? Maybe they're just like little friends that just hang around. I'm gonna go with that, because everything else is darker.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that the way that plant intelligence functions is probably different from the way that like human intelligence functions right
1: oh yeah yeah
0: and so maybe I maybe they're like
1: I like don't, a sea sponge like they don't mind being evacuated from the premises
0: right right like if you're a rock right or if you're like the little bit of primal energy that exists inside of a rock you don't have like a human intelligence necessarily where you're like i'm a rock and i live on this beach and if somebody picked me up and took (laughs) me somewhere else i would be very upset and that's kidnapping right you're you're, not cognizant about it you're a rock you're a rock and so i think
1: if you you say anything you go you say "Hmm," and that's it that's all you know how to say
0: I, i think it's implied by spells like speak with plants that it is partially the magic in the spell that is granting the plant the ability to communicate in the way that the that you would, that a, that a person would communicate with a plant right like I see, without I see. without the magic of the spell granting the intelligence and cognitive awareness to the plant that the plant on its own without the aid of the spell wouldn't be capable of that kind of thinking
1: you're not tapping into an awareness that's already there you're kind of putting the awareness there right And then as the spell ends, wait, no, please, I like thinking, I like being, Hmm."
0: I don't know if plants can have that kind of preference, but maybe you could, you could definitely roll with it that way. So if you want to
1: play a leshy in Pathfinder Second Edition, there are a lot of great reasons to do so. But you will have to follow the rules of Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which state that these little plant people start out with 8 hit points. And they're small size. They also have a move speed of 25 feet, which is pretty interesting. Because most of the small creatures in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, the small like PC races, they normally have 20. Am I making that up? Do halflings have 20? Let me look at the halfling. I might be making that up. I know dwarves have... 20. Look, at the top of my head, forgive me, folks. I don't have a good memory. But your leshies do have a 25-foot move speed. You get a boost to your constitution and wisdom, as well as a free boost, anywhere you want to put it. You are not going to take a, you know, it's a little bit of a hit to intelligence because you literally have plant for brains. Or in some interesting leshy cases, you might have a hollow brain. You know, if you're like a gourd leshy and your head's just a big gourd. You get the leshy, the plant, and the small traits. You get low light vision, so you can see in the moonlight, whether you need to or not. And you get plant nourishment, which is very interesting. It's specific to leshies. You don't need to eat like food right Mm -hmm. it might taste good if you want to you instead just need to put your roots in the ground and have a little bit of sunlight every now and then probably some water too well
0: you are nourished in whatever way the the plant matter that makes up your body would be so like it is possible to be like a fungus lushy that doesn't necessarily need the sun but you do need whatever it is that like the kind of fungus that you are would need
1: Yeah, some type of detritus, I'd assume. And interestingly, they prepared for the fact that you might have to go on an adventure in a deep, dark cave where you're not from. So you can purchase bottles of sunlight, just Mm -hmm. like anybody else would purchase a ration. Actually, I think it's a little bit more expensive, but that's fine. You don't need to eat as much, like I think once a week or something. Mm -hmm. You you will start out speaking Tal'Dane, also known as Common, and the Sylvan language because it is the language of the forest, folks. And then you can choose from Draconic, Elven, Gnomish, Goblin, Halfling, Undercommon for additional languages. But really, nobody pays attention to those rules. Pick some languages you like, ask the GM, and they'll probably be like, yeah, I don't care. You're never going to encounter any of these anyway.
0: <laughs> so for the Leshy heritages, in the character guide, we have the Fungus Leshy. That's a Leshy whose body is made of fungi, and they gain dark vision. We have the Gourd Leshy they can have a gourd for a skull like Lauren was saying earlier and then you can also store things inside of your head <laughs> the leaf leshy has leaves and other foliage making up their body and they take no damage from falling and then the vine like falling leshy, into a
1: pile of leaves
0: yeah and then the vine leshy has prehensile vines and other climbing plants and so they do not need a free hand to climb
1: but these weren't enough. These are great leshy heritages, but the Ancestry Guide gave us even more. It brought us the Cactus Leshy, a classic. The Fruit Leshy, what could be better? The Lotus Leshy, elegant and mysterious. The Root Leshy, for those earth types. And the Seaweed Leshy, for us, for we marine scientists, those who like the ocean a lot. And lastly, we have my favorite type of leshy, the pine leshy, which was only introduced in Pathfinder 176, the Mammoth Valley.
0: Yeah, that's book two of Quest for the Frozen Flame. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even tell
1: anybody what they do. Okay, folks, I'll go through this quick. Because I don't want this to be another hour (laughs) hour and a half episode like we did a little bit ago. The cactus leshy, you have spines. You can punch people with your spines. Your fruit leshy, you can hand people fruits and it will heal them a little bit. The lotus leshy has a beautiful flower and it can float along the surface of the water. The root leshy has bonus hit points because they're tough. And the seaweed leshy, gosh, would you believe it? They can swim. Pine Leshy's, it's more interesting than what I'm going to tell you. And later I'll get into why. It has a sap and it's better at climbing. And, you know, it doesn't get disarmed as easy.
0: Because it's got them sticky hands. Because got sticky hands. Sticky hands.
1: So, we, so many of the Leshy Ancestry Feats are just as cool as can be. They're very cute. They're very evocative. And I wish we had time to go over all of them. Uh, but we don't. So Jess and I have each picked two kind of of our favorite that we think are either emblematic of leshies or just really
0: dang cool. Yeah, so I really like Leshy Superstition, which is a first level feat. And this is the one I was talking about with the ritualist Leshies. So the Leshy Superstition gives you a reaction that you can use. Uh, and so you use the power of a lucky object to gain a bonus on a saving throw against a magical effect. And I like this for two reasons. First of all, it's just like the flavor is cool. The ritual is lushy, is cool. It's a neat idea. The idea that you would have like these these objects that you consider lucky for whatever reason. And the second reason is because you might be a first level character who otherwise has no reaction. And being able to use a reaction to get a bonus on a save throw is pretty great.
1: Hey, that's actually pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. The, one, the first one I've picked
0: is the classic seed pod.
1: For maybe not for a reason that others will enjoy, but for me, I love ranged, unarmed attacks. Just because they're so uncommon in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and all of the synergies that they have are interesting and unique. And for that reason, I love that Edleshi can take some plant matter, typically a seed. It doesn't have to be. It's whatever you want it to be. And you can throw it, and you can hurt somebody. And since it's a ranged, unarmed attack that means that you can flurry of blows with it or any any other any other cool strikes that a class can do that permits an unarmed attack you can do with a leshy seed pod
0: Hmm. for another feat that i particularly like i like the ritual reversion feat this is a fifth level leshy feat and it is two actions to assume the form of like an ordinary plant or fungus and so it's called ritual reversion like the idea is that this leshy is just kind of like returning to the appearance that it had before the leshy ritual was performed and before the leshy spirit inhabited this like chunk of plant matter but i love this for the idea of like your leshy rogue your leshy scoundrel your leshy spy
1: yeah yeah.
0: Like, this ties in again with, like, the Brattle Bunch, the street gang that I wrote in Absalom, where, like, you're a you're a vine leshy, you're hanging out among the ivy vines of the ivy district, you're a piece of ivy, uh, you can just, like, hang out as a piece of ivy, and nobody knows you're there, and you can just go around being a little spy, eavesdropping, collecting all the hot goss.
1: Yo. This gives me... I need to make a, a new character for this because that is so cool. That's the best spy ever. You're literally a leaf on the wind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who's gonna who's gonna know you're spying? Yeah. That's so cool. Oh gosh. Uh, for my for my other leshy feet, I have cheated yep. <laughs> Right? I'm not picking a single what? one. I'm picking a whole line of them. I mentioned that the pine leshy is my favorite because it's because of these feats, which are just so interesting. In Mammoth Valley, they introduced a whole chain of ancestry feats that pine leshies specifically can take. And the reason I'm picking this entire line is because it's so biologically relevant. It's all It all harkens back to the way that you know, certain species of pine trees actually reproduce, actually grow. And it's just... It, it, it hits me real good in my scientist soul. And my favorite one of these, of this line, I will mention it. Okay. But you're going to have to wait. Because we're moving in to our, my favorite part. In a class episode, we'll do full builds. You know, from one to ten. Like, this is our, our build for the character. For Ancestry episodes, eh, we do things a little different. Instead of doing a full build, we just kind of present a concept. Uh, of a character who could be ex ancestry. So for this case, we have for you six different plants that might be interesting PCs or NPCs in an upcoming game of Pathfinder. And as part of this, we have to have our concept. We have to come up with a name for this, this character. And we have to say a line with our best leshy voice.
0: I mean, we'll be doing uh, the, the voice for one of our selections.
1: That's right. That's right. And each one of us will pick which concept the voice will happen for the other from. that, That is not how words work, but I think the point is conveyed, so I'm going to move on. We had a hard time picking what we would say for this because let's just, you know, pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody was like, give me a human phrase, what would you... Actually, I think I could come up with a human phrase. It'd be like, you know, what do you want for dinner tonight?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a, that's you know? a good human phrase.
1: Isn't that a good human phrase? Yeah. But for Leshy, it felt a little bit harder. Yeah. I think we've got a good one, though. And in in my normal Lauren voice, not a Leshy voice, the phrase, the, the, the sentence is, excuse me, you're standing on my roots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Jess, give us a little background about Leshy names before I... RUIN
0: ALL OF <laughs> all of THE RULES! Yeah, so I, I put this note here just for myself and Lauren so that we would have a little note to refer back to while we're naming our leshies on what the leshy naming conventions usually are. And so, leshies typically name themselves. They don't have, like, a parent necessarily who is naming them. And leshies don't always have the same name throughout their life either. They often go through multiple names, either a new name every life or changing names throughout a single life in a single vessel. Uh, their names often represent a facet of their personality or one of their values, though another common naming convention they like to use is to just have uh, descriptions of a natural feature that they admire or maybe a natural feature that they possess themselves. Some leshis even use a cycle of names that change to align with natural phenomena. Like they might have a different name that they use for every season, a different name they use for every time of day, a different name they use depending on what the weather is. I tried to adhere to that for my names,
1: but we'll let, Jess, I want you to be the judge of how well I did. All right. why, don't you, why don't you give us your first, your first build? I'm yeah, excited to hear about it. I can it.
0: start us off. My first build, uh, because I, I do have my guarantee of at least one genie kin every episode, so my first build is an Ifrit Leshy Thaumaturge named Illuminaire. And Illuminaire mm. is a bright soul Ifrit. And if they were just a regular Leshy and they had a Leshy heritage, they would be a gourd Leshy. But they have the Ifrit heritage instead, so they don't gain the... Um, ability to store things in their head like a leshy with the gourd leshy heritage would have mechanically right um and their their little gourd head is like a jack-o'-lantern that glows with a constant inner light and so the reason that they can't store anything inside of their head like a gourd leshy would be able to is because all of that elemental fire is up in there it's full already and so
1: this character is is as Santa is to Christmas,
0: Illuminare is to Halloween. You are the mascot for Halloween. A little bit. So Illuminaire is a thaumaturge, and Illuminare has the lantern implement, and Illuminare's lantern implement is also uh, their head. So you oh know. my goodness. Like, as a Thaumaturge, you have to carry your implement in your hand, so they carry their little jack-o'-lantern head around in one hand when they're using their lantern implement, like you gotta do. Oh my god.
1: Let me put a candle in it first, and then, you know, they pull their head off and like yep. put candle yeah, just in it. Pop and then they pop their head off oh and carry god. it
0: around as their little lantern implement. Illuminaire is wow. a nature spirit from the first world that's come over to Galarian. They also have the living vessel archetype because they've been blessed by the Lantern King. Oh, and so Illuminaire God. just, you know, travels around as a little mischief maker, just creating trouble, spreading spread in the, oh. the Lantern King's uh, agenda of, of just little chaos.
1: You are such a little, such a little late fall gremlin. <laughs> this is amazing.
0: Illuminaire is a little stinker.
1: That's fantastic. That's very cute, too.
0: All right. Tell me about one of your characters.
1: My first... The first one that I'm going to present mm-hmm. is... Nose Margarita, a.k.a. Old Margie.
0: That's a good name. <laughs> this is a...
1: Thank you, thank you. This is a barrel cactus. Uh, so I'm using the cactus leshy, but it was, it was tough because I really wanted the fruit leshy, too. But I'm using cactus leshy. This is a, a background. as a barkeep. Mm-hmm. And a champion... Of Caden Oh I, she's a bulbous and powerful cactus lassie. I imagine that she, she works at like a tavern on the edge of a vast and in deadly desert. And as travelers are passing through the wastes, you know they stop in at at Old Margie's Tavern, uh, where she works with with some humans who run the establishment. And you know they have sips of. Of whatever drinks that the tavern has produced, but most of those drinks are made with the nectar that that comes from a flower on old Margie's head. Yeah, Yeah. I, I thought it was really cute, and especially and as a champion of of Caden, which recently covered, you know, she's very kind of easy going you know kind of kind of a free spirit a little bit you know happy please you know it, it's hard to picture her angry but if you were able to do so it's because you have done something wrong in which case you will see her strength based build she's a bully with athletics focus to smash into foes with her little spiky body and and mess them up like that and the one thing i had to figure out though is that, like, what does armor look like on a leshy? Oh. Unless it's, like, silly, right? So I had to come up with this. Like, I'm strength-based champion. Clearly, I'm going to wear heavy armor. So I've decided that Needlenose Margarita wears an old canteen that was left in the desert that she thought fit her form real well and looks nice. So she painted it up with all kinds of, like, beautiful, like, flowers and, and just beautiful colors of the desert, and it's... And, and she wears that as her as her armor.
0: That's very cute. Um, oh, cool, There is a leshy that appears, I think, uh, inside, but also on the back cover of the Pathfinder First Edition Player Companion Wilderness Origins. I'm going to send this picture to you because I want you to see it. Oh, but please do. Please you were do. talking about what do leshys look like? Like, what is leshy armor? What do leshys look like when they yeah, wear armor? Yeah, yeah and this is a- especially
1: like metal armor you know
0: yeah 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 so here i'm gonna send you this picture i want you to look at how cute this little guy is
1: oh my goodness he's got a helmet which is an orange and, and the visor has been peeled up yeah he's got a little orange peel helmet his little his little his little uh knee pads mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. are acorn hats little acorn hats yeah oh you got a grumpy little pear face this is so cute yeah
0: i love that picture
1: and he looks he looks he looks m- like he's going to get mad if you tell him that he looks cute. He, like he doesn't look happy to hear it. Yeah. So How dare you.
0: Listeners, you'll be able to find this picture by doing a little web search for Vine Leshy Warrior by Nathaniel James. So there you go.
1: That's old Margie who makes margaritas <laughs> with her with her flower. <laughs> Who's your next one? I'm very excited. These, these are all so interesting. They're all yeah, so flavorful.
0: Yeah. My next one is a, a vine-leshy rogue named Sly Scarlet Creeper. Ooh. And so Scarlet is a part of the Brattle Bunch because I wrote them and I love them. And so nice. uh, Sly Scarlet uh, is a thief rogue with the leshy superstition feet and nimble dodge so no matter what you're doing to her she's she's gonna use her reaction to get a bonus she wields a rapier and a dagger and then she has the street urchin background because you know she's just from the ivy district she was created from the ivy of the ivy district and the ivy district of absalom is you know what she knows she's a part of this leshy street gang she was created by maybe, maybe there's like druid members of the Brattle Bunch, or maybe they just have druids that they work with who create new leshies uh, alongside them. Regardless, she's a, she's a little spy. She's a little a little gossip. She, you know, like goes around eavesdropping on people's uh, conversations. She's a little information broker. And she she's has... She's a
1: little spy leshy you made me think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And she has the Sunbeam Disposition... So oh she's no. <laughs> just so friendly, but, you know, she's all ready to manipulate you.
1: Jeez, plants, man, I tell you, you can't trust them.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about Sly Scarlet Creeper for a while. Uh, when Leshies became free in Pathfinder Society, I strongly considered like if I was going to play some Pathfinder Society games, uh, Sly Scarlet Creeper was going to be the character that I was going to play.
1: That's interesting, because my next Leshy is also the one that I have intended to play next time I play a Leshy. Ooh. I, did, I did change this a little bit. Like, this is a better character than the one I want to play, because the one I want to play is just a fighter, because I like fighters. This one actually makes more sense, though. Okay. This is Pine Ash Grove Tender. Ooh. It is a Pine Leshy, and also an Ifrit. Jess, I have stepped on your genie can toes and presented a second Ifrit. Both because
0: Ifrit leshies.
1: Yes, yes. But I I really think they're different. The reason this it, this one had to be an Ifrit is because there are species of pine trees that can only reproduce they can only create new pines by by going through a wildfire and not they look like they've been destroyed they're not but you know they get messed up pretty good but then that fire allows the seeds underneath and under the ash to germinate and so that new trees can grow this is a a very interesting cycle of life uh, for you know certain species of pine trees and i love it Mm -hmm. i love it for a leshy i like the idea of this little leshy who is you know a little burnt pine you know stick like a little little burnt pine situation mm-hmm. you know like little embers all the time but it's not a bad thing like this isn't a dead leshy this is a leshy who is a spirit for growth in this particular forest and so i've u- i've made this into a flame ordered druid oh right? this is a leshy who uses yeah they respect the fire that the, they this forest must burn and I will ensure that it does so so that there can be the new life that these trees need you know and that's why this is pine ash grove tender and this is where I'll bring up the the phyrophilic recovery feat, the the starter the first level feat that only pine lashes get access to where if they take fire damage the next turn they start regenerating some of that fire damage like, yeah, it's neat. And because as an effort, you get the resistance to fire. And then after whatever you take, like if you, if you take 15 total, you resist five of it, 10 gets through. You will then next turn regenerate five hit points. Ooh. And it's just, and it's so ecologically relevant that it makes my heart soar. I love it. That's why I was like, Jess, I know you already did an effort, but I have to do one this is too good not to do so this is the little this is the little forest spirit this is the little leshy that protects this forest from those who want to put the fire out because they don't know better you know and kind kindly like comes out of the forest and scares them to death on accident can't help it and they they run off and and, but i imagine though that pine ash kind of has like a demeanor or like an outlook on life that is probably unsettling to some you know some who don't realize that like this destruction this death is important it's a cycle of renewal and it's beautiful it's growth you know from the ashes literally from the ashes and so i imagine that kind of makes us that that makes them a little difficult to to deal with when you're trying to just have a drink in a bar yeah
0: what um which of the like leshy types do you imagine that pine ash is like the different kind of like ethnicity groups
1: Easy, Guardians of the Green, Ooh. the traditionalists who maintain the original roles, protectors of the natural world. Easy, all day. Yeah. And if I was gonna do, uh, if I was gonna do Needle Nose Margaritas, uh-huh. I think hers would probably be. I th- I, th- I think it's I think it's Thorn Spark. Ooh. I think it's Thorn Spark. It's it's tough, but I think it's Thorn
0: Spark. So my next leshy is also well, what what are your what are your leshy
1: ethnicities i don't I
0: i've need been to telling know. you
1: oh my goodness
0: yeah okay I need, okay of thinking okay. like
1: wait you have told me
0: i so uh, a slice garlic creeper is a sunbeam leshy
1: um she's sunbeam, yeah i
0: think i forgot for illuminaire but illuminaire is you know a little a little mischief maker a little troublemaker uh illuminaire is going around um, you know uh the the wander soul leshy seeking out oh, new experiences good. Uh, though i could also Mid- do the reflective leshy just for the like really pushing the concept of embracing change and seeking out like just creating change for the sake of creating change and just i don't tra- know. i think wander soul is more interesting
1: both of them reflective
0: both yeah. of them can go in kind of the direction that i would want
1: yeah for wander soul that you know this is about like even discovering things or illuminating something unknown
0: right so my my last leshy my last leshy much like pine ash my last leshy is also one of the guardians of the green and so this is a leshy who is a particularly old nature spirit they've had many lives they have explored all of the elements across those previous lives they have been influenced by the elements to become an ifrit they have become a sylph they have become an undying they have become an oread across their previous lives and so now in this life combining oh. all of that experience they are now a Suli.
1: oh that's so cool
0: embodying all of the elements as both the culmination of their experience and also a reflection of nature containing all of the elements and so this is a yeah. Suli Leshi war priest Cadence Briarbough, and Briarbough uh, is a cleric war priest who is granted divine power by one of the Green Men, and they are one of the guardians of the Green.
1: The, is this the Leshiest Leshi, Cadence Briarbough? Perhaps. That's so neat. I I was I, I was wondering. I was like. Suli, i wonder how that works i'm not going to think about it i can't wait to to hear what jess says and this is such a cool way to do it Suli, because you've been all of the other genie kin
0: i love that so i i got a lot of genie kin into these uh these three lefties that i created
1: yeah yes you did and it's i'm all i'm all for it that's great (laughs) what can i say i love the genie kin too i'll never i'll never stake my claim because these are definitely yours but I will appreciate them. I love these leshies.
0: All right, tell me about your my, final leshy. My
1: my last my last insane, man. I went I took some I took some liberties here. This is a this is something different and I'm real I'm real proud of it. But let me let me get into it. Mm-mm. I need illuminare to come over and just softly.
0: Yep. Uh, illuminare uh removes their their little head, their little pumpkin head.
1: Holds it out. Follow, follow me if you will on this dark dock. Maybe it's night. Maybe we're somewhere unpleasant, like Geb, or some other awful, awful place to be. And maybe, just maybe, there's something equally awful lurking under Pier Nine. So begins the harrowing tale of the Burble under Pier 9. Jess, I present to you Did you create, amnesia- like, the thing? This is a seaweed leshy zombie. Oh. This is, this is, and and I'm using the background amnesiac. Something terrible happened to this leshy, this seaweed leshy. It doesn't e- and and it doesn't even have the recollection to know the the life it has lost. It it exists under the pier, under pier nine, as this thing, this creature that that it, that is there, and it goes it goes sl- slurp in the night, right? And I I can't I can't make more to it <laughs> because. It's so class agnostic. It's system agnostic. Like, as a zombie, like, uh, uh, the zombie archetype in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, you retain your, you retain who you are, your sentience. But I'm using amnesiac on here to where it's kind of dampened a little bit. It's not gone. The ability to be sapient is not gone, but it's dampened by, by what has been lost. And so this character's kind of a blank slate a little bit. I, I, I could do anything with it. I think my favorite, though... It's tough to know. Like I've got a lot of favorites here. I think my favorite, though, is pro- might be Monk. Like, somebody is, like, committing a murder on the pier, mm-hmm. right? And then they turn around, and they accidentally step in a pile of, like, dead seaweed. And oh. now maybe it gets stuck to their shoe... Maybe it's just climbing their leg. They try to get it off. It bites them. It climbs up to their face like a face hugger and, like, eats, you know. That is that that is the Burble under P.E.R. And, I mean, I could, I could do this as a monk. Yeah.
0: yeah. Tell me about how Burble interacts with, like, can Burble even leave the body that they're in right now? Can they, like, have another life they can after but, this but they
1: might not know that oh. they might not know and if I was playing if I was going to play this character yeah, I, I'd probably pick a class that fits whatever the party is and I would want the character to be kind of like stuck to something and is taken away and then discovered by the owner by the PCs who own whatever that property is you know and, and they're like what's this and verbal is like, help me. I don't know, yeah. something yeah. like, there's just, depending on the story, there's just so many different ways you could go with this. And it, what amazes me is that it's such a blank slate. There's so much there, but it's such a blank slate. Yeah. What's the motivation? What's the class? You know, it's like, I don't know I'm just really excited just the idea of like this dead seaweed leshy just intrigues me to no end
0: yeah that is an interesting one
1: I googled different onomatopoeias mm-hmm. for ocean sounds oh. and the one that stuck with me was burble yeah I was like oh no that's perfect
0: yeah absolutely perfect.
1: yeah so I mean that one's not 100% fleshed out but I just I'm I'm entranced. I'm entranced by I've no idea where to take it because it could go any direction.
0: Yeah, so do you have an idea of whose voice you want to hear?
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, let me let me take a look.
0: Because We've I got the if for it. um you did Burble's voice a little bit there. Did I? You did. You said help me in like what I imagine you imagine Burble's voice to be. And so I, probably like with the Hobgoblins, I now have no need to hear Burble's voice.
1: Oh my goodness. Because you
0: gave Burble away.
1: Oh my goodness. You always use my exuberance against me. Well,
0: you just keep going. I just don't stop you.
1: I'm just going to do all of them. Then what are you going to say?
0: That I got a pretty good deal.
1: (laughs) I'm feeling... I feel like you already have Sly Scarlet. And I do want to hear Sly Scarlet but I'm intrigued by Cadence Briarbow the Suli Suli Leshi. I'm intrigued by that one so that's the one I want to pick.
0: Oh. Okay. Okay, so Cadence's voice. I haven't I haven't particularly thought about Cadence's voice, but Cadence is a very
1: That makes it even better. Yeah,
0: Cadence <laughs> is a very old nature spirit who has had many lives and now embodies all of the elements together so i imagine that there is a certain character to cadence's voice that is not something that i will be able to capture as a human because i imagine that like as they speak the sound of like crackling fire or the sound of like the crashing waves will kind of uh come through in their speech and there will be kind of like a, a whistling sometimes or Maybe the kind of sound that you might hear if you were listening to a seashell holding it up to your ear.
1: And it's like so barely audible Mm -hmm. that your
0: subconscious
1: picks it up, but you're not sure if your conscious did.
0: Yeah, and so that's not something that I can necessarily create. That is something that I would just like describe about cadence. But I think that cadence probably speaks uh, very slowly and very measuredly and you get the impression from Cadence that they are like deeply considering everything that they are saying. And there's probably always like a pause before they speak while they collect their thoughts and they're not in any kind of a rush to answer before they have like fully formed their thoughts. So I think Cadence's voice, I would do something like, Excuse me, you are standing on my roots.
1: That sounds like an old nature spirit. Yeah. Like- like I could easily imagine like going to sit on a log in the forest and the log sounds like that when it says, Please don't sit mm-hmm, on me. Mm-hmm. That's that that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it.
0: Now and then because I already have verbal, I think that I want to hear Pine Ash's voice. Pine Ash.
1: Hmm. Pine ash. But that Hmm. but that's also kind of Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Let me, let me have a moment here. Mm-hmm. Prepare because yourself. Pine Ash. They have a sound that needs to be. It needs to sound like a drama student who loves Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. Right? It, it needs to sound like not necessarily like a goth, but someone who is accused of being gosh you know that's that's pine ash i don't i don't necessarily know how to tap into that but i'll try and also and also like a little bit youthful i like not straight up like child you know energy but like like an old soul 12 year old yeah you know that's kind of what i what i like for pine ash i don't imagine they're super i don't imagine they're super old all right let me see Excuse me, you're standing on my roots.
0: Oh, that's quite good.
1: Was it? Oh, good. I like I'm that.
0: A- I like that quite a bit. Yeah.
1: Good. Good. I didn't want to go too slow mm-hmm. because, and, and but that's 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 what happens. Is like sometimes like you're doing one of these character voices and you feel like it should be a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. we get stuck in that, you know. I think yours was appropriately slow, and I was worried I was going to hit that same. But it wouldn't be appropriate for this. Yeah, yeah. But listeners, what do you think? What do you think of these Lashies? What do you think of these lashy voices? I actually think this is the episode, the Ancestry episode, where we probably did the
0: best on them. You think so? I think so. I think these are good. Yeah, I, like, I, I really love... I like all these Lashies quite a bit. The whole
1: Jack-o'-lantern Lashie, oh. that is so cool. And it's such a natural fit. I can't believe I had never thought of this before. That's amazing. But listeners, we asked you to plant some seeds, to plant some questions that we would later harvest and then, and then pickle for use later. I don't know. Insert plant pun here because patron Andrew Mullen asks, do you have any tips for portraying Aleshi as a nature spirit without them you know, being too alien to, to easily roleplay or identify with other players?
0: Oh, yeah this is uh kind of like the the forever problem of like we're humans and we have a human experience but it well can jess be...
1: as our resident fey creature you are uniquely positioned <laughs> to answer this
0: yeah it can be difficult to uh put yourself into a perspective that is like wholly disconnected from the human perspective and so things like the leshies um their relationship with aging, their relationship with death, the fact that they might just, like, uh, be done with the experiences of this life so they're just ready to just, like, yeah, my spirit's leaving my body now, I'm done with this, right? Like, those kinds of things could be difficult to fully understand and put yourself in those shoes and understand, like, the motivations and, like, experience the motivations of a character who thinks that way. So I i agree with andrew this is this is tricky and it's always tricky it's tricky to play an elf Mm -hmm, that isn't mm -hmm. just like a human with pointy ears too it can be difficult to put yourself into the perspective of what it actually would be like to be an elf and so i think well much like with playing an elf you want to look at the ways that a aleshi is different from a human and then just do kind of like thought experiments for yourself of like uh, if this is true, if this is a given, and if this like is a, a base premise, right? Then what else do you extrapolate away from that? And then just try to, like, think it through a little bit before you start playing, so that maybe after you've spent some time, like, actively, mm-hmm. like, just sitting down and thinking about what this perspective would actually entail and what the ramifications of all of this, these beliefs would be on your other beliefs, maybe it'll be a little bit easier while you're in the moment and role playing to pull on those ideas versus so that like you have the seeds kind of planted in your mind to draw on later, so that you don't run the risk of like, when you haven't thought of something and you have to improvise, you don't want to be pulling on your human experiences. See,
1: I, see, I actually feel quite opposite about this, yeah. which I love when this happens because there's all kinds of "quote unquote" correct way to do <laughs> things, or I guess there's no, I guess there's no wrong way to do it. Really. Yeah, certainly not. I kind of think, I kind of think that since you can't adopt the non-human perspective, I think you kind of have to default to human and then modify that understanding in some way that you can kind of apply even if you can't fully understand. Mm-hmm. And so for a for leshi and, and interestingly, listeners, I promise you could not tell, but I have learned, I have done training as, like for character voices and I'm horrible at it, but I know about it, even though I can't do it very well. I do know about it. And some of the ones that I've liked the most to say, you know, you kind of start with your normal voice. What is your normal cadence? And then you modify it for whatever the character needs. And much in that same way, that's kind of what I'm implying here with the way you would portray a Aleshi as a nature spirit. So you have a normal human personality. And what's going to be different from that to Aleshi? Well, they're going to be kind of aloof about different things that are super important to humans, like not dying. I'll be aloof about that. Oh my gosh, like that funny little character from from the Mario movie. We're all going to die down here. It's like you know. maybe like uh, maybe that's a bad example. But yeah, I th- I think you I think you don't have to make them too alien. You you, you shouldn't make them unable to identify with people. Just play them like a people who is a forest spirit, <laughs> like a person who is a forest spirit. <laughs> In, in whatever way that means to you. And I think as we've shown above, there's a lot of different ways it could mean to you, and they're all pretty good.
0: Yeah, it is true that, like, for us as humans, our human experience is, is that, like, we are people and other things aren't. Whereas in Pathfinder, any ancestry that you can play is a people. Mm-hmm. Patron Dom asks, Pineapple Leshy? Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: That, that is correct. Pineapple, pineapple
0: leshy. Pineapple leshy. I... The the
1: real question, though, is, Jess, would a pineapple leshy be a cactus or fruit? Oh. Leshy. Because, you know, th- we don't have pineapple leshy. We have cactus and we have fruit. Yeah, yeah. And I know... Okay, listeners, listeners, don't you dare... Comment. I was always supposed to be a biologist. How come she doesn't know pineapple isn't a cactus? Look, I mean, you you get it. Like, it's yeah. a spiky-looking, like, you know, plant. It could be. You could facsimile that. Look, don't you dare hop in here tell me about phylums. I will fight you. I will fight you.
0: Flavor-wise, you can be, like, a fruit leshy, and that's, like, the, the flavor of the leshy that you are. But, like, mechanically, maybe the benefits of the cactus leshy and like poking people with your little pineapple spines, that might be the mechanics that you want for your character. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, uh, I'm a cactus that grows fruit, therefore I'm going to take the fruit heritage even though I'm a cactus, or I'm a piece of fruit but I'm like spiny and I poke people, so I'm going to take cactus.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, I guess really you could do almost any. Yeah. Not really. (laughs) Like you couldn't do a seaweed. You couldn't do a root leshy. But yeah, I mean, or fungus, or I know you can make a case for gourd. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Pineapple leshy. Yes. Yeah. Patron Foe Clan asks: Are leshy familiars? actually smaller than leshies and you know how do they differ from normal leshies
0: how much lesh could
1: a lesh chuck chuck if a lesh chuck could chuck lesh
0: so yeah leshy familiars are tiny and leshy pieces are small and leshies are nature spirits that inhabit constructed natural bodies and some nature spirits are more powerful than others so the more powerful the nature spirit is, the, those are the ones that are going to be the player character leshies. And the less powerful ones can only control a tiny vessel. And so those are the ones that are the familiar leshies. And then their spirits gain power and experience during their time as a leshy. So a familiar leshy may gain enough power to become a fully independent player character leshy the next time that spirit chooses to inhabit a physical body.
1: Well, now we, we, we have a follow-up question here. Mm-hmm just worked out that way this wasn't planned from patron Vardok Bloodstone who asks well how do PC leshies feel about other PCs having leshies as familiars?
0: yeah so there is uh, some of the text like directly from the Pathfinder uh, like books that talks about this so there's a paragraph I'm gonna do the full paragraph for context right so <clears throat> We have, not all leshies are strong enough to strike off completely on their own. Weaker nature spirits can only form tenuous bonds that are just strong enough to animate tiny bodies. These spirits become leshy familiars, acting as companions to their druid con- uh, creators. And then, importantly, it says, independent leshies are often protective of such leshy familiars, advocating for them to be treated with dignity and respect.
1: I feel like this is equivalent to if you're if you're a medieval like family, mm-hmm. right? And your cu- and your your little nephew gets accepted as a squire. You know, you're 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 okay with that, mm-hmm. but you do want your little nephew to get treated with respect. Yeah. And if you're in a position to do so, you will fight for them. Yeah. I f- I feel like that. I feel like it's like that. Yeah. You heard it here fo- first folks. Familiars are squires.
0: That's right. Listener Brian Lane asks, how important is it that my Leshy have a backstory that closely matches the lore that they're each created by a druid?
1: Brian Lane, I'm telling you mathematically, the importance that your Leshy's backstory includes a druid that created it is equally as important as your desire for it to have a backstory that a druid created it. That's all there is to it. Everything that Paizo's written is like, you know, this is, this is good for reference. You can use this, and it's probably pretty good. But if you don't want to do that, if your leshy just came to be, anybody who's going to stink on that, you shouldn't play with, because they're probably not very nice. But if you do really like the whole idea that, uh, that each leshy uh, should probably be created by a, a druid, you can also just think about it in the way like all people have two genetic parents, right? And all Leshys have one Druid creator, creator, if you want it to be so. So then your relationship with that character, with that Druid, it can be as varied as, as any person's relationship with one of their parents or both of their parents. And there's a game with magic, though! And the origin of the Leshys is magic! There's just, I mean, there's just there is as much wiggle room here as you want there to be
0: yeah like there is a druid ritual that creates a leshy body for a leshy spirit to inhabit but the green men also create leshies you could be a leshy that was created by a green man so like before druids were creating leshies uh the green men created all of the leshies any leshy was created by a green man and then once you've already been a leshy and you've inhabited some bodies you could probably just force your way into a piece of fruit like you were created by a green man or by a druid (laughs) in the past uh and now you are a strong enough spirit that you just you know like i want to be a flower that's the flower i want to be i'm going to inhabit it that's my vessel
1: one of one of since i might actually play pine ash uh, one of the backstories i came up with though is that they just were created when this forest which wasn't ready for wildfire was burned down on accident by you know whatever reason, and and you know that maybe you know the oh the elemental plane of fire that was the reason is that like you know the elemental plane of fire opened up a little bit destroyed the thing, yeah. yeah. And I I thought that'd be a cool way to create this leshy Yeah. Just as the farmer must retire to the farmhouse when the sun goes down. We too must leave the fields for tomorrow morn, because that's all we have for you today. Jeez, that one was a bit of a stretch, Jess, but I think we got there. Make sure to check out the rest of our content on the No Direction Network, because if you like this show, or any of our other blogs or shows, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nodirection. It's a support of our patrons that make this all possible, but also... As of the recording of this episode, you can now listen to Jess and I play in the new No Direction actual play, Quest for the Frozen Flame. Please go check it out. We're really excited about it. We're putting in a lot of work, especially Jess. Somebody needs a vacation. And we are just thrilled to death to have you listen. Please go have a listen. Please tell us what you think of it.
0: And look forward to the fact that I am indeed playing a genie can. (laughs)
1: that that's true it would have been a crime if you hadn't that's
0: right but until next time i'm jess and i'm lauren thanks for listening to legend lore and as always this ritual has the divination trait